to Deconversion Therapy. This is Karen. And I'm Bonnie. And thank you for tuning in. I was just looking at our Facebook private group, which you can find looking at Deconversion Therapy, at the memes that people have been putting up this week. Those are good. They're hilarious. And I put up one from a guy named Addy onto our Instagram. You can find us there, too. Um, which is one of my favorites since we're recording on a Sunday, and it's the one where they have handicapped parking spots at churches. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, why are these needed? Can they not be healed? So find us on any of your favorite social media eyes, and while you're on your phone, we'd love for you to rate us. Karen always says, we love to be rated, and I say, I would like God to judge me. That he has. <laughs> I know. And he's given you a one, a one-star <laughs> review. One is the highest. <laughs> Feel free. We'd love to have a review on there. Again, if you don't know exactly what to write, just email Ask us. us. <laughs> we have a script that would be perfect for you. <laughs> And on this episode, we just cannot ignore the Alabama ruling recently that outlaws abortions at any stage for any reason. By uh, by the governor who's 74 and a lady. And, yeah. With cobwebs in her uterus. That's right. We've inspected Bonnie's <laughs> has proof. We'll put that, we're going to put that picture up on our Instagram. Um, but can we make light of such a topic? No, well, not really. No, there's nothing funny about it except people's uh, hope in reacting to it with satire in, a t- in an attempt to shine light on the truth. Exactly. Like, how, how can we laugh at any of these atrocities, especially being two pretty privileged women who are not dealing with you know, poverty, lack of education, all these things that are going on now. Um, But, you know, we're just not seeing empathy or education or understanding out of these evangelical dictators. So we're going to use humor on them. And you can't, you can't outlaw that. (laughs) No, and, and it's, I, I had it out with, an ex-boyfriend of mine who's very, um, very right wing and has the red make America great hat again, which yeah. I know he means make America white again. Yeah. And um, so we had it out this afternoon and I sent him this article and and he goes, what does that mean? <laughs> like, it's satire. Oh. Yeah. So you, what oh. article did you send him? <laughs> It was from this site uh, that's doing a really great job at all of the satire surrounding this called uh, Reductress. Oh, yeah. They're they're a really good site. Yep. Yeah. So I sent him this thing. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is, I don't know. This is kind of out there, but I love it. The headline is Torn. This pro-life conservative has to pretend he believes black lives have value. 
<laughs> and then it talks about how he has to reconcile his politics with his personal beliefs, and that can get a little tricky. And poor Jacob Aberdeen is experiencing this right now. Um, his white conservative anti-abortion man, uh, or this white conservative anti-abortion man, is being forced to pretend he values all life, even the black kind. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's awesome. You know, in Alabama, if they could be like, okay, we Except are making... For you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we are making... Abortion illegal on white children. Anyone else, you know, we're turning around and Uh, whatever happens, happens. And then they have another one. Um, The headline is, uh, there's a picture of this girl and it says, sure, I'll put my baby up for adoption as soon as I'm out of the foster system. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, Because it's true. It's terribly true. And... I'm so Alabama is located right between you and I, mm-hmm. our state. So we could drive, meet in the middle, and just well, probably Why? just have lunch. <laughs> Why? It's funny. I um, have lots of Christian friends, and I have some that are Catholic. And we went out to eat a few months ago, and then there were three of them, and then just me. And they're like, "Okay, let's all pray." And, you know, I held hands, but I said, well, I guess the atheist, I'll just sit over on my side and have an abortion on the table. Oh. And they're like, oh, Karen. <laughs> you know. But, I mean, they don't realize that their belief can be just as offensive, <laughs> even though, you know, I try not to be too judgy on them. Um, right. They can do, yeah, whatever they want. <laughs> anyway, all this there, just happened, and we're all pissed off. I know, but, but let me let me give you one other way. headline from Reductress. Yeah. So it's a it's a picture of a guy at a keyboard, and it says, uh, "If you don't want a baby, keep your legs closed." Quote says, "Man who jerks off five times a day." <laughs> well, my grandmother always used to say. The best contraception is an aspirin. Hold it between your legs. Aww. Yeah, that's the good old, the good old humor. Oh well, while we're on grandmothers, mine, I do not have a clue why she asked me this one day. Out of nowhere, she said, "Do you know why men rape old ladies?" Oh my I said, god! Said no. And, and Bonnie, who was four, looked up and said, "No, grandma." No. She says, because it's there. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. This is how I learned things. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, you know that I learned things because someone in my family was a physician and didn't want to talk about sex, but cut out articles from <laughs> medical journals and left them on my toilet seat. So one was... That's good reading. (laughs) Is Like, sex leads to acne. And so not only was I like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to have acne. He already knows I'm buying clear sill wiping pads every week. But then if I do have acne, I don't want my parents to see it. Because what if they think? Yep. That's why it's there. 
And the other was um, heavy petting can lead to pregnancy. Oh, God. And these are medical journals, so. That terminology. It is disgusting. Because I pet my dog. And that's And that's there we go. (laughs) That's pure. And Bonnie, yeah. Whatever. I know. I I keep thinking back to that time in our lives and the realities of what it was like being that age. Um, And that age means 16. 16, Yeah. 17. Ooh, that was scary. Yeah. Yeah. And when our parents were super concerned with us having sex, and I guess the biggest thing that could happen and just fuck it all up was to get pregnant. Yeah. And um, so if they thought that that was the worst thing that could happen to us and ruin our lives, why wouldn't we agree? Absolutely. And And they always called it um, getting in trouble or a guy getting a girl in trouble, which now I think means the conservatives think that babies are trouble. (laughs) <laughs> Which well, now, they do. Yeah, and if you go to Downton Abbey, Lady Mary's mom had good cause to worry about Lady Mary getting in trouble because then she couldn't get married. But things were a lot different in the 1980s. Yeah. Well, think about it. I was thinking the other day about, you know, before 73 and Roe versus Wade, all the women who wanted probably to have abortions mm-hmm. but couldn't do that. And, I mean, you would really want it because back then being an unmarried pregnant person, you would have to make up a story or go, go away. away. Yeah, yeah. And it makes me think, hmm, what about some of the people who were illegitimate but the parent, the mother couldn't do anything, like the mother of Charles Manson or Ted Bundy. You know, they knew they were bringing them into some demented kind of situation. Oh, yeah. But I'm not saying that we should just pick and choose who could and should be aborted, but they're definitely lots that it's a whole big mess back there that now ancestry.com is revealing to everyone that's a good point somebody had written something about that oh about how are you going to deal with the difficult life things that show up on your doorstep with ancestry.com yeah the other thing, do you remember there was, we had... You a, know I remember what? nothing. <laughs> you know, I know. Um, we had some kind of youth group meeting, and they gave a, a speech about a hypothetical, like, they gave a mother's story and said, um, I, I, I should abort this child, but I didn't. And then there was one where they said... Um, I'm going to abort this child. And then it turned out one was Hitler and one was Einstein or something like that. No. Does that sound? Yeah, they gave me. It sounds totally probable, but I don't remember it. Yeah. Um, One was advised to and one was advised not to. And then it was just 
I don't know. Maybe I've got it wrong. Were they acting it out? Were they? they, I'm serious. Was this like one of those? Oh, that would have been good. (laughs) When they put on the outfits and they always get out the old rocking chair. They're like, (laughs) no, it was just to make us think about intention and maybe it maybe it was school. Maybe it wasn't church i don't know yeah because we went to a christian school so who knows even though no, we, we went to public high school yeah yeah we um abstinence is still taught in most of the southern states and we reject federal money because we really believe that if people just don't have sex regardless of everything that's been proven and that alabama and my state are at the bottom of the education <laughs> barrel, the top of the un- teen unwanted pregnancy other barrel. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's going to fix it. So today I decided to look on the see if any of the old dusty white men who voted for this <coughs> in Alabama were on social media. And some of them just had, like, campaign Twitters that they hadn't used since they won. Right. Have you seen the picture where they do a compilation of all of them? The the 25? Yes, and it reminds you (laughs) of the old-time magazine covers when, like, a plane goes down and they have all the faces of them. (laughs) Well, the guy in the middle that looks like he is in Kings of Leon I went, he's sort of the youngest looking one. I went and I found his, and of course, he's the one that has all the social media. Is he the one with facial hair? Yep. That. And that is a very flattering picture, let me tell you that, (laughs) compared to what I found, because I was like, what? Um, He had yesterday posted a video on his Instagram about why (sighs) he voted for this. Okay. And it was interesting because he knows, he was like, you know, we know it's going to be taken to the Supreme Court, but then the Supreme Court will have to discuss and judge on personhood. When is, you know, a fetus a person? Yeah. And I'm sort of thinking, I think that's sort of a done deal, but... You know, and he's like, with all the technology we have today and we're finding out things that we didn't know in 73 about when, you know, these embryos or fetuses, blah, blah, blah. And of course, I went on there and I was like, then how come almost all the women didn't vote for this bill? All the women who most likely in their lifetime have been pregnant in one way or another Mm -hmm. have not been able to judge what they think a life is, but you, the man have been able to judge it. Um, so it made me happy to sort of go off on his little Instagram thing, but you can go find him. His name is like, (laughs) uh, like blazing blurger or <laughs> guy in the middle with it? facial hair. Yeah, it's oh, it's Garland. Oh yeah, they read that on something last night, yeah, and they're like, yeah. by the way, these are real names. 
uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was bad, and um, I don't, I don't like him at all. But he looks like a youth minister. <laughs> well, uh, I sent you something uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, and it's, it's, it's kind of what I've been piecing together myself over the last decade or so. But um, Noam Chomsky, in this video that I sent you, he lays out how the Republican Party started in uh, in Nixon's era. Can we back up and just yeah. tell people who Noam Chomsky is besides someone uh, who has a great name? Uh, Go. <laughs> Go. <laughs> um, I would say he is, uh, he's a professor at MIT, and one of um, our... He's a, he's a linguist and a political philosopher. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then, and then there's something online where there's a little uh, graphic below. It says, world-renowned political dissident. <laughs> right, okay. right. Um, one of the greatest thinkers of our time, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and not just about politics. Um so so he talks about in this video the history of the Republican Party and how Nixon had the Southern strategy. And that is when that party realized that the way to, to round up a lot of people um, to vote for their policies mm-hmm. um, was to quietly and in coded terms uh, support racism. And mm-hmm. so, because everybody had gotten away from the legal aspect of, you know, keeping blacks down. So right. everything kind of got, oh, okay, well, the law says that we've got to be nice to black people. So, but we really don't want to. So in coded terminology, you know, they appealed to them. Um, right. And so uh, I'm reading from something. Let's see. Who am I reading from? On Boing Boing, Cory Doctorow, <laughs> his thing says, uh, this would fuse together a coalition of racists and the super rich. So all this is is a way to get rich people richer and get tax cuts and um, fund that portion of the base. So it says, by Reagan's time, the coalition was beefed up with throngs of religious fanatics brought in by adopting brutal anti-abortion policies. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, that makes sense. They they didn't care before about abortion. They're like, yeah, that's not a political thing. That's a that's a health thing. That's a human choice. But once they realized, oh, this is a big way to get people to vote, they latched onto it. Yeah. Um, and then I like this term. It says, then the GOP recruited paranoid musket fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> By adopting doctrinal opposition to any form of gun control. Like, did he make that word up? I don't know. Musket fuckers. Just love uh, it. I hope so. That's good. Give him credit. Ah, no, I love it. Um, so I, I just, I go with that and I'm like, this is just a way to get people to latch onto something that's emotional and vote for some party it's yeah. parties. Two yeah. two parties? That's so ridiculous. I anyway. Know. Um so that's my that's my tangent. I on think why. It's, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all just everyone's being played. And I used to always hate that and think, no, people aren't playing the race card. No, people aren't doing that. But as you get older, you see a little bit behind the curtain. Not totally. They don't let you see. Um, But you can just see a tad bit. And I agree. We've been totally duped forever that abortion is something that is in the Bible when it isn't. The Bible doesn't talk about abortion. And so they keep going back to that and saying they use all the verses about um, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and God knew me in the womb before I was born and all these, you know, really nice sentiments, but they don't say anything about abortion and reality. And so they take mainly the Ten Commandments, which, okay, so one of the reasons or one of the big backing up things uh, that makes no sense, but um, things that backed up when I was deconverting was I decided to read the Bible through and try and see it as an outsider because I was trying to be a really good missionary overseas and all these different people in different countries were laughing at what I thought was, (laughs) you know, basic, like that we only have one life and, you know, they're just laughing their heads off. I'm like, oh, let me go back to the Bible so I can disprove them. I read it as an outsider. I do not get past page one um, without going, oh, well, yeah, I didn't see. Okay, yeah, that. Okay, then that. And in Genesis, no, Exodus. And one of those two are the Ten Commandments. Moses writes them out. God's like, here they are. He carves them into those little pillars. And then... They end up breaking. But God says about 10 chapters later, that's okay. I remember them. I'm going to tell you to them again. And he gives a totally different list. I thought that was the movie by Mel Brooks. (laughs) Did they do it in there? Remember he had some, I don't remember something that and then movie. it dropped and he's got, I've got these 15. Oh, God. Crash. <laughs> these 10. 10 oh, commandments. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was just fake. No, that, I mean, that's sort of, I don't know if they were taking it off of that or not, but no, there were 10 <laughs> and it broke. And then God's like, no, let me tell you these other ones. And then the second ones it's like when your slave does this, do this and this. Uh, I mean, okay. it's just a totally different set of them. So, one, if we're supposed to be following the commandments, yet people are like, oh, don't follow the Old Testament, follow the New Testament. Well, there aren't Ten Commandments in the New Testament about thou shalt not kill. So, there's all these little loopholes and tricks right. and mirrors to try and get. <laughs> Like you said, whatever Noam Chomsky said, because he's smart. (laughs) There are all these card tricks in the New Testament. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Jesus lays them out in front. It's like, pick one. Anyone now. 
start a religion on that card. <laughs> they do. <laughs> oh, okay. So did you finish what you were saying with that? Probably. I'm just babbling because I'm so upset about this whole thing. I know. And yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to levitate us. It's not the right word. I would um, like to do that. That would be good. <laughs> um, I would like to have levity to our perception of all these things. So, um, back in high school, I was dating this guy who was really cute. And I happened to have this bathing suit and it was white. And hubba I didn't, hubba. Uh, yeah. And I did not realize that, uh, when, when it got white, it was pretty see-through. And so we were in some kind of a public park was um, it called the Bo Derrick collection? <laughs> no, hers was nude colored. Oh. Um but it was it was that thing. It was just like some tank right thing. And um we were all hanging out in the pool and he was like, Come over here, be you know, stand close to me because I don't like that people can see what's happening, you know, through your bathing suit. <laughs> like and, like uh, your boobs are dancing <laughs> and doing What's happening? <laughs> okay, so we were really close, and we were probably hugging in the pool and everything, so I got worried when I got home. I knew how sex worked, how it had to be, the <laughs> penis and the vagina and everything, but I thought, oh, my gosh, we were in a pool. That's right. What happened? Swimmers swam. <laughs> yep, just in case. And I was worried, and I have never had regular periods. So that one was as irregular as they come. So Because you're worried about being was worried. pregnant and then the and stress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I, I was actually worried. And, oh, my God, I was 17. And yeah. um, all I could do is think of what would happen. Like, oh, my God, I'm not going to go to college. What if I have to delay a year? Everybody's going to know. And like, and so, um, uh, and then, oh, do I keep the baby? And so I had those first-person thoughts as as ill, as ill. Yeah. Uh, Dumb. Dumb, <laughs> as as um as ill-educated as those were, uh, they were still very real, yeah. and I was worried. So we're in a department store. Mom and I are looking at the jewelry, and I went to the bathroom and I had my period. And I came back. I'm like, oh, I've got my period. And uh, my mom's like, why are you so excited that you got your period? And I was like, oh, I was just worried because, uh, you know, I wasn't feeling good. And so I pretty much knew how anything would be received as far as you are not to have sex. Right. You are not to get pregnant. That's Um, right. My mom was bad, bad, bad at talking to us about stuff. I say us like I have a sister or brother. Um, And then... You and... (laughs) Your ovaries. <laughs> My dog sat down. So um, then, a couple years later, I had a yeast infection, and I was terrified to go to the doctor. So I went to um, Planned Parenthood. Oh, did you? Uh, wow! I was terrified. I couldn't tell my mom. Why? I would be more chicken to go to Planned Parenthood back in that day. Because seriously, that 
Planned Parenthood, atheists, Satan, all in the same little boat there. Yeah, but they weren't going to judge you. Uh, send my mom's insurance company a bill. Oh, I don't yeah. think I would have even known that. <laughs> well, I'm clever. You like were streetwise. <laughs> I was, I was streetwise. <laughs> so, but it, it's because I ha- I was dating this other guy, and he kept getting strep throat and then they'd give him a prescription and he wouldn't take it all so he would get over strep throat and then I would get strep throat and he wouldn't take his prescription and then he would get it again and I would get it again so it went around and around and it was all this antibiotic stuff right so I tell my mom you know we're getting ready to go on some road trip and and she's like this is what she said to me are you having sex with people people (laughs) (laughs) with people So I was like, you know what? That's it. There's not going to be any conversation. Um, So I just knew where it would stand, you know, if anything happened. God forbid if any, you know, baby were to be inside me. That's right. Well, speaking of, you made me think with the yeast infection, I just saw something the other day with a headline, do I have to tell my guests that I made the bread Oh, with vaginal yeast. That's horrible. That's not real. That's fake. That's not real. I'm hoping the answer is hell yes. You tell, and then those people leave. Oh no, no, I'm not joking. I know people do that. That had to be a joke. People don't do that. Milk stuff. I mean, which brings me to a language (laughs) of, you know, the whole idea at least to me and probably to you growing up, is that things were private. Our little bee sting boobies, those are private, Karen. We don't show people that, you know, anything in the undies, that's private. So the whole idea of what you do with your body as a woman should be private. Right. And so this whole abortion and and what we're allowed to do that's what the confounding part is is that everything is made public your sexual experiences and the results of that go public if in in if your stomach is big is that what you mean well if you you know if you want to get an abortion in Alabama, now you're going to jail or being fined or whatever you are, you know, and I really am very fascinated how this would really work out. Do you have a 14 year old who's uneducated and didn't have the best, you know, understanding of how to say no or whatever it is? Maybe it was consensual. Do you arrest that person when they're trying to get an abortion and you put them in jail and then now they're in worse <sighs> poverty? Like, how is it really going to work? I mean, this isn't thought through. It cannot be. It's ridiculous. Right? No. And then I think of the reality of it and you're 14 and you're on social media and you're talking to your friends and you have so much more in the way of resources and there are Ubers that can get you to Georgia. Yeah. And <laughs> and then you get there, and they're like, no, we are close to that, too. 
Well, that was a nice accent, but yeah. <laughs> um, and and the other oh, I just have a random other thing about Alabama. I went to University of Georgia, and every time Alabama wins in football, I roll jo- tide. Roll tide. I jokingly say, "Well, they have to live in Alabama. At least give them a victory in football." <laughs> and so, right. yeah. There are lots of good (laughs) Alabama jokes. That's right. But why would somebody choose to go to school? Anyway, um, uh, one of the... Well, you know what? What? Another sidetrack, choosing to go to school. I know someone um, very liberal. uh, The kid got a perfect score on the ACT and got offered a free ride in Alabama. And... Alabama at that Got point. No. But who knows? Okay. Because she could have kept it a secret. I know. Um, You're welcome. At that point, I don't know. This was, it, I think it stopped the last few years, but University of Alabama was giving scholarships like crazy to pull people down there, especially <laughs> ones to high-achieving people because the goal of public universities, one which I taught at, is you get the people there because you want them in the workforce. And so that's what Alabama was doing for the good last 10 years. I don't know how it's going to affect them now. And people are like, don't go to Alabama, don't travel there. I say everyone pack up and move there. Like, <laughs> let's change this shithole right. of a poverty <laughs> you know, just terrible situation people are in. I just wonder what their daily lives are like. Well, wasn't S-Town the podcast? Wasn't that guy yeah. from Alabama? I don't remember. I think oh, so. That broke my heart, though. I know. Me too. But Such a good story, though. Listen to it anyway. The podcast is called S-Town yeah. for shit town. But yeah. It's a really good, good one. Yeah. Well, I, I do have I do have a joke that I want to mention that has stuck with me for years and years. This was probably about twenty years ago, at least. Um, I used to go to this club out in Los Angeles, and Laura Keitlinger was up on the stage one one night, and she had just walked up on stage, and everybody was greeting her. You know, the audience, I mean, applauding, whatever. And so they die down, and she goes. Uh, hey, I just found out that I'm pregnant, and everybody claps. And she goes, oh, no, no, you know, I don't know why you're clapping. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it or not. (laughs) (laughs) I like your reaction. There it goes. Well, you're in L.A. Maybe it's different. No, we all had the same reaction of gasp. Yeah. Because, because... Usually when you share something like that with somebody, it's because, oh, it's made their life complete. Oh, it's what they wanted. And with somebody, it's uh, with some people, it's the exact opposite. Like that could ruin everything. Yeah. I never I- wanted to have a kid. If I got pregnant, that would be that would be horrible. And I've had nightmares about it. I, well, I still do, and I had kids. The issue is, like, I, I mean, I love the language that they're using. People are calling it forced pregnancy, which I love. Love that. Yeah. yeah. There was a girl in our youth group, and she was sort of 
she was really sweet. She was one. She was one of the horse girls, as in the girls that were cuckoo about horses. And you walk into their bedroom, they have all the little banners that they right. won doing stuff we had no clue about. And she got a boyfriend, and it was really sweet. But she was only like eighth or ninth grade, I think ninth grade. And my friend said, you know, so-and-so is pregnant. And I was shocked because I didn't know anyone that, you know, that that could happen to. I could not believe anyone in my bubble that that happened to. And I lost sleep over it. I was just so stressed, like, you know, because we were hearing... She hasn't told her parents yet, da-da-da-da. And I'm still going, how in the world, like, uh, how did she feel free enough to have sex? Because we, (laughs) like, everything was on (laughs) lockdown for us. We were horrified I was, I was getting Journal of American Medical Association articles in my toilet. That's right. That's right. Didn't she know it could make acne uh, happen? I know. Should put them on her toilet. And it's so funny because you told me that a couple of months ago, and I was like, "What? I don't remember that happening." But I think it was the time that I was not involved in the youth group. Well, the fun part is you just said you didn't remember it happening. I don't remember telling you that. Be my, <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but this person ended up getting an abortion, and it was the first time I, I was totally relieved. Like I felt it wash over me, like. Wow, thank goodness, because that was just going to be a disaster. And I felt conflicted. And I was like, oh, I understand now. You know. Oh, I thought we were talking about somebody else who went away and. and Oh, we had that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No, this person had one. Oh. And I, it was like, yeah, my first understanding of what devil people were like because I was like oh I feel that relief here myself knowing that that happened so I can understand all those terrible sinners wanting abortion to go on because you know it's so much more convenient it saves you from plenty of situations including telling your parents which was probably scarier at that point than having a baby I think it would be. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to finish this on how about there is a pastor named Dave Barnhart. Now, he's not the kind of pastor we had. This guy's probably one of those, you know, robe-wearing ones, which means actually (laughs) more compassionate, like Methodist or Episcopal or something like that. Okay, and um, he said, he wrote, Quote, the unborn, end quote, are a convenient group of people to advocate for. They never make demands of you. They are morally uncomplicated, unlike the incarcerated, addicted, or the chronically poor. They don't resent your, what is the word? Condescension? Damn it. Thank you. (laughs) Or complain that you're not politically correct. Unlike widows, they don't ask you to question patriarchy. I am having a hard time reading. Unlike people who can't read, (laughs) uh, unlike orphans, they don't need money, 
education or childcare. Unlike aliens, they don't bring all that racial, cultural, and religious baggage that you dislike. They allow you to feel good about yourself without any work at creating or maintaining relationships. And when they are born, you can forget about them because they cease to be unborn. You can love the unborn and advocate for them without substantially challenging your own wealth, power, or privilege, without reimagining social structures, apologizing, or making reparations to anyone. They are, in short, the perfect people to love if you want to claim you love Jesus but actually dislike people who breathe. Prisoners, immigrants, the sick, the poor, widows, orphans, all the groups that are specifically mentioned in the Bible, they all get thrown under the bus for the unborn. Yep. I think that's Um, perfect and brilliant. I do, too. And then I'm going to end it on a sarcastic note. I just love that line in Legally Blonde where Elle says, For that matter, any masturbatory emissions where the sperm is clearly not seeking an egg could be termed reckless abandonment. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you say that from memory? No. Oh, phew. <laughs> just clearing that up. You know where to find us? On the Facebook? On the Twitter? On the Instagram? And on your butt, because I'm mad. (laughs) Yeah, you do. So have a good week. Bye now. Okay, thanks. (laughs) All right, here comes Karen's serious corner. (laughs) Karen's serious corner. Abortion rates have gone down, and less women have died since Roe versus Wade. If somebody's going to be called a murderer... You get a shrill tone. <laughs>